say something? Check, check. Hey, hey. Check. Hi. Hello. Testicles. There you go. What? Did you put makeup on for this? No. I think no. you... No, it's not a face cast. It's a mouth cast. Face cast? <laughs> it's a mouth cast. Uh, it's something like that. It's an oral cast. No. Uh, okay. I guess that's that's what you could call it. This is Off the Cuff with No Guff. I'm your host, Rob McCallum. And joining me this week is my lovely wife, partner, and now I can say frequent collaborator. It is, it is frequent. It's more. There is a frequency to this. It's happening. It's uh, not counting the kitty documentary because we didn't really collaborate. You were just my unwilling victim. (laughs) 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 Unwilling. (laughs) Well, I said, I I guess you were. Yeah, you you signed everything. I signed my release forms and, like, I was a good girl. Mm. I may have had eyes for you. Well, you were a good boy, but I was. Yes, I was. Yes, but I, I had eyes for you. I don't think you knew, though. Uh, but we've collaborated a couple times now. What else have we worked on together? Ooh, video game box art, which I am horrified to... <laughs> Why? What's wrong with video game box art? No, oh, video game box art. There's nothing wrong with video game box art. Video game box art is fantastic. I just didn't want to put my voice out there for the world to see, but... Somebody needed book reviews and... Yeah, so Tanya's the voice of the book reviews in the upcoming series, depending on where you are, for video game box art, the story behind the covers, which is my docu-series that looks at the illustrators uh, behind video gaming's most iconic images. And we have a recurring segment across all the episodes in which we review books, and Tanya provides the voice for that. And it was actually fun. I was... Kicking and screaming going into it. A little bit. Kicking and screaming was the baby strapped to my chest while we did the the VO stuff. This is true. And I think I I even posted a picture of that. Yes, you did. We were in our basement where there's insulation (laughs) and sound blankets. Because it's it's really nice in there, the audio, actually. And you had our daughter strapped to your chest. Sleeping. uh, Sleeping. (laughs) And we're watching her right now. So this is the Don't Wake the Kids podcast. Or other, or, or alternatively titled, I'm Sorry, I Love You. <laughs> the While You Were Sleeping Edition. <laughs> the While You Were Sleeping Edition, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> um, so as always, this is the occasionally semi-weekly, more like once a month kind of podcast where you write in uh, with topics you want me and sometimes my guests to explore and we talk about them, and I guess you listen to them because we continue to get more topics submitted. Sometimes we just talk about what we want as well, uh, and there are no other really kind of rules for this. Uh, no editing, just here you go, off the cuff. So, uh, do you have any questions about how this works? Is this your first podcast? No, we did one where we were interviewed, remember? No. I just had a baby at the time. Yes, yes, the baby, the baby. Oh no, let's keep talking about the baby. No, I believe it was. I believe it was your friend. His, uh, I think his name was Jason. Oh, Jason Canary. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He interviewed yeah. us on his podcast, and I mean, I am not super familiar with podcasts because, like, the last time I did this stuff, like, we had radio stations and stuff like that with with Kitty back in the day. So I'm kind of su- sort of familiar with it. Just it's a different, it's a different thing. It's a different format. 
before I guess we jump into this week's topics, is there anything that you want to plug? Video game box art. It's amazing. Okay, yeah, it's it's playing exclusive right, exclusively right now on Jinx Esports TV in Canada. Uh, it's on demand and broadcasting weekly, all eight episodes. And for folks around the world, uh, thank you for all your comments as you've seen the post. Where can I watch these episodes? Bummer, I'm in the U.S. Bummer, I'm in the U.K. Oh, I'm in South Africa. Where can I watch this? It's coming. We are working out details with broadcast partners and trying to get it to you. And probably if that takes too long, I'll just make sure that I release it as a do-it-yourself kind of deal. But we can possibly get a season two if enough broadcasters pick it up in a timely fashion. So we're doing our best, of course. Uh, anything else you want to plug? No. No? Okay, well, let's give a shout out to the pop culture Cosmos and uh, Gerald Glassford. Hi, Gerald. Who has us on and dissects all these podcasts that we do and snips them up and puts them around. And of course, Retro City Games. Um, and there's a book out there from one of our collaborators, Josh. It's uh, it's a title that I think you would like. Mm -hmm. it, the title of the book is Congratulations, You Suck. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh, that's a... That is an amazing title. It just grabbed me right by the hair. Congratulations, <laughs> thought, you suck. I thought you would like that. So you can, you can check that out, uh, I think, at most e-retailers. E and I think you can order a physical book on demand through Amazon. I think uh, we better do that. This is where Gerald can cut in with an edit if he likes right here. Okay, so thanks for that info, Gerald, where people can get that book. But it's all over the Pop Culture Cosmos page on, on Facebook and at Pop Culture Cosmo on Twitter. Um, so the first topic is in the world of video games. And that's okay. for Google Stadia. Do you know what this is? If I had to guess, okay, I would Okay, so say... what's your background with video games so oh. that everybody kind of <laughs> has an idea? My background with video games has kind of stalled in like the Super Nintendo world and Rob was awesome and we got a, a Super Nintendo Mini and we got a Nintendo Mini and for someone like me who just likes... Well, you got the Nintendo Mini for Harrison. Just like for you guys to do yeah. bro down due time, as they and call yet it. And you're the one that plays it the most. Sometimes when the kids are napping or at school and one is napping, I'll get a little Nintendo Mini on or I'll get a little Secret of Mana. I'll get my, I will get my, my Legend of Zelda on for a little bit. But I'm just really stuck back in those days with those video games that's what i grew up with i'm really comfortable with it i'm really like a comfy girl when it comes to video games i like the controllers i like the weight the simplicity of the buttons how do you feel about like the playstation 4 controller or the xbox one controller? it is like a panic attack for me i, just, I look at it and i'm like Whew. that's a lot of buttons oh my god look at all those buttons and lights and it vibrates and it's just like oh what do I do with this? It's a lot. It's a lot to It's manage. overwhelming, right? So it's. I think the systems are amazing. I wish that I had the the patience and the like, the time to figure that stuff out. But like, I just I'm a diehard for that old, that old look and the music. The, oh, I just so, love it. So the good news is we're we're talking about Google Stadia now. Google Stadia is a new platform. Okay. So it's kind of like a new console. Oh. All right. Now, I am far from the expert on this. When this was announced not long ago, uh, it was kind of a bit of an eye roll for me. Basically, okay. you can plug in a Google Chromecast dongle to your TV, which mm -hmm. is like a USB key, and that allows you to stream stuff to your TV, and it comes with a controller, and basically that's your video game system. So it's, it's like Netflix for video games. Everything is streamed. 
And I mm. think they're saying it's 4K, 60p, but I don't know that that's confirmed yet. I don't know if I would, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to be next-gen gaming. They have their own proprietary controller. For me, it didn't ever make sense that we needed yet another platform. Like, no. I feel like I was never excited because, you know, the big three, There's Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony, keep me busy enough, let alone yeah. the mobile stuff. And they're, I mean, they're, and they're good what they are, like the big three. Yeah. They're good. They do what they do. They've been doing it for a long time and they do it well. Yeah. All three of them. And then, of course, there's Steam, which is a PC-based one, and Epic Games yep. Store, which is a Steam's biggest rival. And now uh, Google Stadia is, is a rival as well. There was a platform not long ago called the Ouya, which was a crowdfunding thing, which is very much an independent uh, kind of resource that looked like an Apple TV almost. You plugged it in and it was a bunch of games that you streamed that were all done by indie developers. So like wow. kind of power of the people, but it never really took off. Well, that's a shame because I mean, that's yeah. cool for like indie developers. I mean, someone like but, Google that has a bazillion, kajillion dollars, but I mean, a bunch of indie developers, that would be interested to see, just to see what are they what are they doing, you know? Well, all those indie games are available still. A cool. lot of them are on Steam, a lot of them are on iOS for those kind of games that uh, work on the go, and then of course Google Stadia. And there's, to be honest, a ton of indie games on Nintendo, Sony, and, and Microsoft's platforms as well. So there's no shortage of that, and there's no shortage of 16-bit aesthetic chiptune type stuff. True. True, true. Um, but I just feel like the space is crowded. I think it it continues to say that video games are big business. Very I, much. I think uh, that you know they're not going away. They're still as popular as ever. Billion dollar industry. Uh, can Google make a dent? Obviously, they're going to have money, and they could lose money at it uh, for decades before it really mattered. Do they care? Probably I don't know. not. They're going to take a crack at it, like obviously. I'm, I'm curious is... to see how it integrates with what they want to do with YouTube. And YouTube oh, is yeah. coming under huge fire as of oh late with Copa, which is, you know, they got refined $170 million for basically taking information and, and data from, from kids that were watching oh. videos for kids, those toy things, which of course we know a lot about. Oh my gosh. Not only with, with our children or Terrison in particular really was watching, was it Fizzy oh, Fun Fizzy Toys? Fun Toys. It was, like a, it was like a sock puppet little person. And it was just playing with like little dinky toys, almost like you'd get from McDonald's, or it'd be like opening blind boxes. Blind boxes and, and blind bags. And, and those, for whatever reasons, he, he liked it. I never quite understood it, but the the view count was certainly there. So all that stuff now, you Oof. know, isn't going to be listed or recommended because they don't want that data to get, you know, reported. And you've got to flag your stuff if it's for kids or if it's for adults. And now people with video game. Uh, channels on YouTube and people with toy channels, whether it's toy reviews or other stuff, are are coming under fire too. And for oh. every video that apparently violates this, it's a forty-two thousand dollar fine. Holy smokes! I know you were telling me about this yeah. upstairs the other day in and, the kitchen. And, and basically, they're their hands off and dusting their hands clear of of it all, saying, "Get a lawyer if you want to fight us." But this is the deal. But hey, I've always said this about YouTube: you don't like it, don't put don't your do stuff it. on YouTube. Yeah. Don't do you know, it. I think the curve has come much like how Facebook has changed and reach with their algorithms, constantly di diminishing it and becoming a more of a, a pay to play and, you know, atmosphere on Facebook, Big YouTube, game. in order to make money on there, you've, you've already had to be doing it for the last 10 years. I oh, really think so. So if you want to use YouTube, I think it's, it's more about just building a, a free following kind of like, you know, people do with podcasts. I, I look at Bill Burr, right? He does his free podcast twice a week. Yep. But then he gets to pump all his shows and he gets to build a personality and a following for free and then they come out and see a show, watch a special. 
he's, he's building his brand uh, by doing that. And I think that's kind of the strategy to, to employ. But you know, Vimeo is out there. I think for content creators that want to make money and revenue like YouTube, something new will emerge. I mean, MySpace was the king forever. Oh my gosh. And then not. No, not at all. You know? Who, did, do you have your MySpace still? Like, Actually, I probably do. Oh my god, if I could remember my password, oh god though, but I bet you it's just filthy. No I one wants to see your my MySpace. Your password is probably Rock Lobster. No, it's not. <laughs> By the way, I changed all my passwords from that stupid uh -huh. old password. I don't... Are you saying a password was Rock Lobster? Oh god, years ago, yeah, because it was the only thing I could like remember. I had like, I was just saying that because you were singing it the other day and you don't like the B-52s. Oh, not anymore. Rock oh my lobster. god, <laughs> just, they drive me crazy. They, it's just not my jam. Do you know what Quibi is? No. Remember that I'm so Polish, okay? Do you know what Polish is? Okay, but I don't know how much I talk or how much industry stuff you, you hear from me picking up and whatnot. Well, Quibi so Quibi is Quibi. Jeffrey Katzenberg. Do you know what Katzenberg is? So Katzenberg uh, was head of DreamWorks with David okay. Geffen and Steven Spielberg. And okay. before that, he worked at Disney. And he was part of that big revival with Little oh. Mermaid. Okay. Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin and Lion King. Well, Remember we watched the documentary? documentary. Yes, Remember the name yes. of the documentary? Mm -mm. Waking Sleeping Beauty. Oh, it's so sweet. Which is on Disney Plus, and people can check that out if they if they want to see that. Did it's... you buy it? What? At the Waking time? Waking Sleeping Beauty? I think you buy, yeah. bought it, it on only, iTunes. It was only eight bucks. It was a great buy, though. Oh, my God. All those yeah, songs. Yeah, it's, a, it's a little self-indulgent because it, it oh. really promotes how good Disney is oh, it's a on a documentary about giant Disney. Disney but pat on the back. It's it's really cool to see a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff of those yeah. four big films for Disney to turn around their animation unit. Again, it's Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, yeah. Aladdin, and Lion King. Lion King. The music, uh, though. Yeah, like but itself. you see more of the behind-the-scenes footage Absolutely. on the individual titles. Um, but yeah, so Katzenberg, mm -hmm. he got out of DreamWorks. Yes. And then he was just with DreamWorks Animation, and then he got out of that, and now he's doing Quibi. Now, Quibi is bite-sized content. Okay. Basically, seven minutes or less. Hmm. And he kind of wants to create content and series and drama that is basically geared to people like waiting for a bus... Okay. People on the run, short attention spans, but strong. Which is story everybody now. But which is but strong storytelling too. Yeah. So, uh, I'm asked here. You know, is is Quibi appealing to me as a filmmaker? Uh, let me ask you: Is hmm. is Quibi appealing to you as as a potential viewer? Would you want to watch something in seven minute chapters or or honestly, episodes? Like, yeah, honestly, it would probably. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. My self indulgent show is like every week on Thursdays when Scarlett takes a nap. And if I'm folding laundry, I watch Riverdale. And that is like a really hard hour for me to get in. And yes, it's self-indulgent and it's a show that's pretty young. But it's it's cute and it's light and it's fluffy and I watch it and there's singing and whatever. But like as for me, like mom, I'm like super busy and if I want to get something in that's really rich. And but, yeah, okay, but I'm going to challenge this because okay, you, challenge you're going to say, okay, I, you're going to have seven minutes to watch this show. And I'm going to say... You're going to need the five minutes before to make sure you can get ready to watch that show, that everything's kind of put on pause. Mm -hmm. And then you're still going to need five minutes after. So well, you're still at the 20-minute mark. There's nowhere I'm going to go for, like, seven minutes. Like, I don't take a bus because I drive, and I'm not going to, like, sit there and watch it in my car. I'm not saying everything's seven minutes, but I think that's the kind of goal of, of Quibi. I mean, if it's really entertaining, it's it's rich. Like, a seven minutes could be great, but all seven minutes could be, like, I now I can't get that time in my life back. Like, I'll, I'll tell you this. When I went to real screen, mm -hmm. oh, she's up. Shit. Oh, we woke the kids. We woke the kids. We're going to pause this right now. Okay, and we're back. 
Oh my. The child woke. What, 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 what? Changed. Yeah, she's changed now. Sorry. The baby monitor on her blind. So that's one That's one lie already. I said there'd be no editing. That was an edit. That only took about 10 minutes, so that's that's good. Teamwork makes your dream work. So we were talking Quibi. Yes. And yeah, it's strange, but like, like I say, like if there were seven minutes, but now like you put up a good argument, like, hmm. I'm not trying to make you change your mind. No, no. I'm just thinking. It's, you're making me think. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. I need to exercise my brain more often. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to sleep on that one. Okay, so here's here's the real kicker. Okay, okay so give it to Google me. Stadia. Yes. Quibi. Hmm. Uh, I'm, we're being asked, do we think that both of these services are trying to appeal to millennials? Are they gonna force millennials specifically to connect? Oh, I don't think they're gonna have to force millennials. I just think they'll go like a bunch of lambs to the slaughter. So you think that Google Stadia is something that they're gonna embrace? Oh yeah. Of course, instant everything, instant gratification. Let's go. Yeah, but, boom, 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 boom. Okay, but sure. Like, there's still so many other services. Do they need one more thing? Do they care? That yeah, they it do. is a generation of excess. No, but it's a generation. There's so much, only so much time, too. Just, True. Time just is I, infinite, okay, Rob. Okay, just because there's a different generation with different habits, whether it's baby boomers or millennials yeah. or Gen Xers whatever. or whatever. Whoever you are. Um, there's only so much time in a day, and there's only so much money as well. Well, true. Well, I guess they're going to gravitate to which one they they want to. And remember, Quibi be, yeah. is, is a service too, yes, right? It, yeah. It's so we, we've got Netflix and Amazon and Hulu in the States. Now and we Dis have Disney Plus. And we'll talk about Disney Plus soon. Oh, it's all on the list. We've got no questions way, about really? Disney Plus. Yeah. Excellent. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you think that both of these are going to be a hit or, or no? Mm, I, I don't think they're going to be a hit. Who are they for? I don't know. I, we're, I guess we're going to have to see like demographics when they, they who, come out. Who do you think that Quibi is for? Like like literally on the go, like all the time. Like you say, someone waiting for a bus, waiting for a train, waiting behind someone in line. Someone who needs to be occupied like all the time. Like there are those people that are like constantly looking at their phones. Like they're just not living their life. I see them all over the place. Just I think. Completely distracted. I, I'm going to go the opposite route. Woohoo. I'm going to counter programming here. I think that Quibi mm -hmm. is for community entertainment. That sounds way more official and technical than it needs it to does. be. It does, it sounds really serious. I, I wanna say it's almost like appointment viewing, water cooler type stuff, like the Super Bowl. Oh. We have a bunch of people mm -hmm. over and you sit and watch stuff together. Mm -hmm. um, I would say, you know, when a new trailer comes out and you're watching it and you're watching other trailers with people and you're yeah, kind of making you're kind of making a night of it or you're watching music videos together. Totally. I think this is, where Quibi is really going to find a lot of success with their the stuff that they're funding, and they they've got a ton of money. And I was saying before we had to take they a little money. Saying before we take a little break, I went to Real Screen in June, and everybody was talking about how much money Quibi had and and how to land a Quibi deal. How do you land a Quibi deal? And, and the, the problem they were trying to figure out is how do you create a format like a game show that can be done in millions of different languages mm -hmm. in different regions but have a seven minute kind of time limit on it or Ooh. a docu-series that can be told in seven minute chapters how can you make it so like hard-hitting that you know it's got to be 
Yeah. You, you just got to hold your attention so, yeah, and, and, so, and grab and, it. And this is why I, I don't think it's for people on the go. I think it's no? for people that want to constantly consume and that it's buzzworthy, really strong content. Okay. Because yeah. if you're with a group of people and you're like, oh, we got to watch one more. I'll put another one on. It's like watching Jackass, right? You're like addictive because you're like, like oh, Those Jackass yeah. sketches were like oh five God. minutes each. Like that's perfect oh, Quibi kind of stuff. Guilty. I watched the crap out of those and at over, that time. And, and over and over, over and, again. and over it's like again. sometimes when I'm having a shitty day and the kids are sleeping because God no, they're not watching Jackass. I will like YouTube like Johnny Knoxville doing you know. So stand-up something. comedians, I think, will fit to that because oh, it's comedy, comedy, right? Oh, I never. Thought and can we get like narratives like books, you know, done in seven seven-minute chapter chunks and series? Of them. So yeah, and if you have an interesting voice. So of the two, Quibi is where I'm leaning. In case you couldn't tell, that, uh, not at all. I think Quibi, the thing that they're gonna face, and there's a free version and a paid version. I think. Uh, it's just, can they compete with the amount of other stuff that people are already trying to get caught up on? Yeah, they're like, oh, have it. That's what all you hear from people. Like, have you they caught up need, on this on Netflix? They need like this? three great shows in order to really kind of stand they out. Yeah, like knock them out too, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're being asked what our take is on the remake of Fantasy Island going the horror route. Now, I wasn't really familiar with the original. I know Ricardo Montalban was in it. Yes, um, and Hervé Villachez. Look past the plane, the plane. And now uh, we have just Tattoo. seen the trailer uh, before we started looking at this, and it's uh, with Michael Pena as the Multibond character yes. by the looks of it. And it's a little bit of uh, Fire Festival meets Saw. Totally. I was like, I've seen this kind of thing before, but like the Fire Festival is so, so like, well, it's not new, new right now, that, but I, everybody knows kind of what it is and what yeah, happened. Yeah, the dock on Fire Festival, and there's two of them. It, that's more horrifying than anything I've seen Oh, here. my goodness. That, we watched yeah. that? Oh, my goodness. It's I was visceral. In, I was in tears so many times. It yeah. was un, unfreaking believable I can't remember a documentary I've watched two or three times in the in the first week that it that it was released, and I was and I was dreaming about it, too. Oh, I know. You it was kept just, waking up. And, it was oh. unbelievable, the, the stuff that, ha- that happened in there. And I didn't even really know about it. No, not until that came out, and then and then I kind of heard you know there was a little bit of a buzz on like Facebook and stuff like platforms that I'll use, uh, Instagram or whatever, but oh my god, like coming from someone like an artist, I toured you know briefly when I was younger, it was I guess different then, but oh my god, I never went to any place like that. It was like a slum lord sort of thing. It was terrible, like the things that those people went through, and then they were stranded there. Holy Just like geez. Fantasy Island. I know. So it's what like, do you what do you think about Fantasy Island? This, I think it's, uh, reboot. It's gonna. I think it's gonna tap into a lot of people. Do, do you need a pillow? You're, you're, no, I'm good. I got pillows here. I know you do. I'm. I'm we're, okay. we're in my office. So yeah. I, this is a comfy, it's safe so, environment. It's a comfy office. Wow. Yeah. It's lovely. It's lovely. <laughs> I think that it's going to strike a chord in a lot of people like with their, their triggers. You know, everything that I see on Netflix or whatever or the internet these days, the trigger warning comes on like, you know, five minutes before and then they have a little chit chat, which I think is great because there are a lot of triggers for people. They're recognizing stuff about mental health more in the world. But I think it's going to strike a chord with a lot of people. I To me, it doesn't really seem like it, the fantasy island it, I it, saw growing up. It feels, up. exactly, it feels like a little bit more, let's take the name. Yeah, Because exactly. the name might be marketable and there's a general concept behind it. But, but it's, here's your fantasy Bloomhouse island. Yeah, it's Bloomhouse. Which, which is solid. You know, which is, you know. Always solid. Kind of the kings of horror, at Absolutely. least now for this generation. Absolutely. So, um, you know, there's going to be some good thrills and a decent budget and some smart people working behind it. Yeah, like, looks like a good cast, you know, and everything, like. It looks like it's going to be gory, and people love that. People shock, shock value is huge, especially in horror movies. From I mean, me, I've been a horror movie fan 
So last is this something years. we're going to put on our list? Because our list is really big Our right list now. is long. I don't think that I would put it on my list personally because, I mean, I've seen Saw. Fantasy Island for me is oh. Fantasy Island. Oh, she's up. Pause. Again. This is twice in one show. She's running up the stairs. I'm going to wait here a minute to see if we make this happen. All right, that's another edit. But we're back. Um, so Fantasy Island is no for you. It's probably no for me unless it all drops together in a binge type fashion. It also depends on how many episodes. This seems like a 10 episode thing to me, not a 22. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, but one thing that did come out that uh, is available to watch in its entirety is the Toys That Made Us Season 3, which we're being asked to comment on as well. Now, full disclosure, uh, I am doing Action Figure Adventure, which is in this similar vein, and those guys obviously did an episode on He-Man. I think it was in Season 1, cool. and we did Power of Grayskull. Um, season 3 features, let's see if I can remember, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, Ninja Turtles. Woo! My Little Pony. Yes. Power Rangers and oh. WWE figures. Yes, wrestling. Or re it's, I think, just wrestling figures. Wrestling they, figures. They do cover WCW and DCW figures. Yeah, that really surprised me. I was like, whoa. Now, what? Well, you watched the wrestling one with me, or at least most of it, and I watched the turtle one as well since. Mm -hmm. What did you think of the wrestling one? Uh, well, first know. of all, have you seen any of the other episodes? Yes, I have seen lots of the other episodes. Which ones stand out? Um, the Masters of the Universe one, completely because, well, obviously, because of you and, like, Power of Grayskull, obviously, like, your doc on, you know, the definitive history of He-Man and Masters of the Universe. So, obviously, I had an interest in watching that and the toys that made us. I like pop culture, and I grew up with He-Man. I was a bit of a, like, a tomboy as a kid, so I grew up with that kind of stuff. More than like Barbie dolls, even though I mean, and I did watch the episode on Barbie in the first season. That, yeah, was, that was great. Holy crud, that was fascinating. It was so good. Like, I knew obviously because of you and stuff like that. Like, Barbie was born out of hookerdom, but like, it's so funny to see that see it in that documentary and the way they do it is it's just so good. It was it was good. I liked it. The one on wrestling, it was just it was it was out there for me. Some of it was well. Let me just say that. I love, so much. I love the information that they pack into these half-hour, 40-minute episodes. There's so much for me with wrestling. But I'm not always a big fan of the style. Yeah. And, and, and I thought the G.I. Joe and Transformer ones were great. Those were my favorite. Intimidatingly awesome, to be honest, <laughs> since I make documentaries in the pop culture space, uh, by and large. Those were just like, wow, there's so much going on here, and it's awesome. But the He-Man one, you know, they have Roger, cool. they have Roger Sweet going bong, <laughs> and they play it over and over again, and they use the clip again in Turtles, and it's just that weird cheesy kind of cut back and forth. The, the narrator is weaving stuff, and that they was... don't they don't paint people in the best light. They almost make fun of people sometimes, and I, and I'm not a fan of that. But like I said, there's enough information in these, especially yeah. with the stuff that I don't know, that. It redeems itself by the end of it. Again, I, stylistic choice. Not the way I like to do stuff. Mm. Not my favorite kind of stuff to watch. Um, I just felt bad for the guy with the dandruff all over his shirt. Yeah, and the clean wrestling him. one. Clean him. His name was what? It was that Jewish lightning. Jewish lightning. lightning. Yeah. I, he was so because he, he had such like a great personality and he had like good stories and you know he had you know he had a good tale to tell. He's I a felt, huge wrestling fan too. Oh, he's awesome. And he just he's so enthusiastic and I just I felt so bad. I'm like, oh, his shirt. Somebody yeah. brush it off. Um, 
Poor guy. And the turtle one was good. There was a little bit more heart uh, between Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, who are the creators. You kind of see them come back together. Um, Again, I got to kind of point to some of my previous collaborators in the documentary. They did Turtle Power, which came out four or five years ago that also has the same kind of story. I think they handle some of the material again a little bit more serious. Yeah, it wasn't as uh, so I would probably I would probably point to people to check out Turtle Power if they like the turtle episode. But oh. the turtle episode for Toys That Made Us was actually really cool and, and uh, fairly decent and actually goes a little bit further than what they do in Turtle Power because of what's unfolded since then, which is cool to see. Um, of the other two episodes, mm. or I guess because you haven't seen Turtles... Yeah, are you are you interested in seeing My Little Pony or Power Rangers? I Power Rangers were not really my not my generation because then my sister kind but of watched it a bit. I will say they do a Hello Kitty episode, and I watched that. And Hello Kitty's not my thing, and I'm not. But it's that not, it's episode not a, is fascinating, but it, and it's not about to be my thing. But it was interesting because Hel- yeah, Hello Kitty just itself is so strange because it's not a cat; it's a girl. Yeah, well, that yeah, and the Star Trek episode gets a lot of. A lot of uh, love as well. well so uh, everybody of, loves Star Trek. Of the two remaining, and I know you're gonna go back and probably watch the Ninja Turtle one. Yeah, now I'm gonna check it out. Which are you gonna watch My Little Pony then, since Power Rangers wasn't your thing, or are you gonna watch Power Rangers because it wasn't your no, thing? No, I'm gonna watch My Little Ponies because when I was a little girl, this was like the only like girly thing I wanted because I didn't play with Barbies or anything like that. I had like Ghostbusters. I had. You know, I had awesome stuff with. I had like a Slimer, this eyes popped out. I had like a Granny Gross. I had like vehicles sure, yeah, for yeah. them. Oh, I had, I had, cool, I had GI Joes. You know, my neighbor and I had like proton packs, and we would, you know, pretend we were shooting the monsters. You know, in the, at the, <laughs> the side of the house, and oh my the god, the PKE meter you know, in your, to, oh, your he pocket. Had, he had the PKE meter. I was not allowed to have that. I was like the side bitch. I don't know that they'll ever do a Ghostbuster one. That would be cool. I mean, like to see all that stuff. Yeah, because it's just it's, it's a line, it. but it's a line that wasn't. It didn't go on. So usually, uh, Brian Volkweiss, who's going to be in Action Figure Adventure, we, so cool, which is awesome. So that and, you connected. That's and, great. Yeah, and it's cross pollination. When when people said, you know, you guys are making Power of Grace called the He Man Doc. There's another He Man Doc trying to get out there called Toy Masters. You know, do we really yes. need another one? And I say, as a fan. Yes get them all you know give, yeah. me, give me 10 of them I'll, I'll watch them all as a fan because i like the way that they tackle stuff differently and get to interview different people with different takes so we're gonna bring brian into the fold and he's generously given us some time that guy's super busy he does a lot of stand-up shows as a director That's so cool uh he's obviously got toys that made us he's developing a, a show for disney plus with the rock so i love he, the rock he's yeah. funny and he gets invited to stuff like Hollywood's uh, Funko store that just opened and a bunch of other cool stuff like that. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's, he's next level type stuff and it's going to be great to talk to him about action figures. So That's yeah, My cool. Little Pony is my next pick Oh too. my God, I'm so excited. But I want to go back and watch Joe and Transformers because I just like them. I think they were really well good. done and especially all the G.I. Joe stuff that like I've been seeing in the house because Harrison, because... As you've been doing action figure adventure, like so many little things have been coming in the house. Like there's a, there's a few toys in the house now. As, I'm not gonna squeal. as research increases. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not the wife that's like, oh toys again. What's up, big bad well, toy store? You have been a little bit. Well, just because I don't get anything at the door, I get flowers. That's lovely. But Harrison, you get a lot of stuff. Harrison, you get a lot of treats. You get a lot of stuff that you need. You get a lot of things that put smiles on your face. Mostly after 10 o'clock. Oh. Uh-huh. When you mean that, you mean like chicken wings. 
or also, nachos. Also, yeah, yeah. also nachos. Yeah. There's nachos in the <laughs> and fridge like, for you. And right also now. Star Wars, like also Star yeah, Wars. We've been watching Star Wars going back in reverse order. We've been working. I back and then I've been like so confused because we've about watched it. The Mandalorian, of course. Oh yeah, it's it's neat. It's so neat. And so like, what do you think of, about Disney Plus now that it's here? I think Disney Plus we, is great. We were day one adopters. Oh my god, absolutely. We barely got on day one. It's on the TV in front of us right now. The the main home the menu. menu. is like hello. I like the icons. I think that's a nice little touch. Oh yeah. Everybody's got a profile icon. Um, we Gaston, your Gaston. I'm Gaston. <laughs> of course I'm Gaston. Why wouldn't I be? And I'm the Little Mermaid. The, Your you know, Ariel. The friggin' nymph of the, the sea. The redhead uh -huh. Ariel. Um, the kids are amazing. You know, the funny thing is we, we got Disney Plus and the screen came to life and Scarlett says... Go! Go, which go. means she wants to watch Frozen, which she watches all the time anyway, so it was like nothing new to her. She didn't really get the, it or anything. Like the that. cold never bothered me anyway, but I've seen that movie yeah. like but the 300 first, goddamn times. The first movie we played uh, through Disney Plus, do you remember what it was? The Jungle Book. The Jungle the Book. The original Jungle OG Book. animated Jungle Book because Ooh. that wasn't out of the vault to buy on iTunes and it was one of the few that we didn't have. We have a ton of movies that we've purchased. Daddy really, 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 really wanted to show Harrison. Yeah, and mostly. Harrison loved it. Oh my gosh, he ate yeah, it up. He loved it. He loves Bare Necessities and all the songs and just the whole adventure. The It's the journey. Oh my gosh, he loved it. the journey it. through the jungle. Mowgli and he just... Daddy likes the journey in case you haven't watched his films. Oh, not at all. Yeah, no so journey. it's all about the journey. <laughs> it is. Um, I think it's a pretty slick app. I only had one or two problems when I was trying to search for something. It didn't come up right away, and I found it in related I did, uh, that happened to items when I found something. So I was looking for new adventures in Winnie the Pooh, the TV show, and I just searched Pooh, and it wasn't there as an option. So I picked one of the Pooh movies. I think it was Piglet's Heffalump movie, and the, and so the series, the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh, was uh, a related suggestion. So um, it's so cute. But other than The Mandalorian, I haven't seen too much of the original stuff. Oh, we watched The Imagineers. Yes, we did. Oh, my, oh my God. God. It's so good. And I'll be honest, The Mandalorian was cool. And yeah, all the back catalog is great for our kids. Oh, super. But The Imagineers is the reason I wanted oh the, the show. Leslie Iwerks, her grandfather, was of Iwerks, who was like Disney's right-hand guy. Number one. Creating Mickey Mouse with him and, and animating And it was that. just Mickey and her, Mouse. And her dad was a, a cameraman there, too. So she's done the Pixar story. She did uh, the... The history of esports as yeah. well. That's on Netflix now, and so now she's doing the Imagineers. Imagineers which, is ridiculous. Which, of course, are the people that build all the ride attractions at the various Disney theme parks. So there's going to be six episodes. They're all about seventy minutes long each. Really great archival stuff. I was um, worried though when we first started watching it because worried. I went to Disney World for the first time. Yeah. Last year, like yeah. with our family, because I'm I was like thirty six years old. And it was my first time at Disney World, and I cried my little face off. Like I just walked in, and I was so. Oh, overwhelmed with emotion i just cried and cried and cried and cried happy dearest obviously but i was like oh my gosh are we gonna watch this and then the magic is gonna go away like what's gonna happen is this gonna like burst our like disney world magic bubble but it didn't do that at all it made it better yeah it made me just I think fall you appreciate it more oh, because yeah. it's still still so seamless and oh. yet when you know how it's done you still can't it's, see through it it still doesn't matter it's still magic like I've said that a couple times, I'm like, I've said before, but like, especially about our son, I was like, oh, you know, Harrison thinks that Disney World is magic. I'm like, you know, part of me thinks that quite a bit of it is magic. It's too. magic to me too. Oh when my goodness. the kids are so happy and it's an effortless time for mom and dad. It's oh, 
it was so magic. easy the first time and like i say the first time i went to disney world was last year and to go for the first time as an adult with a nine month old and a three and a half month old everyone was like are you guys like rob had been before obviously but i had not and the kids obviously had not and everyone's like are you guys crazy you're like driving to florida with a nine month old baby and a three and a half year old like are have you guys lost your marbles and honestly though it was smooth sailing it was pretty we got, easy. we got pretty lucky we had a fever on the way back like when we got to like atlanta and stuff scarlet was not feeling so good but it was just a fever thank goodness and but it was easy peasy i'm gonna be curious because we're planning another family trip to yes. the house of mouse we are i'm gonna be curious to see how much disney plus propaganda is there i mean oh. i imagine everybody going to disney world can afford the seven dollars a month to stream it question yes. to you is Disney Plus is new. It's come out. Everybody's in, in love with the back catalog, including the 30 years, 30 seasons of The oh Simpsons. My Everyone's going crazy just which, for which that. Which is great. But what has it got to do to stay relevant two, three months down the road when all their original series have you know gone through all their episodes? The back catalog doesn't seem as fun as it was on, on launch day. What do they got to keep doing? Look, they, they got to just keep being Disney. They got to keep... They got to keep... They gotta keep doing like their Disney thing. They gotta keep releasing things that are new and relevant and, and fun, like the things they're doing on National Geographic and stuff like that, like the world according to Jeff Goldblum, like the fact that Disney's got things like National Geographic and like the Star Wars. You're doing the thing franchise. that I do. What? You're reading the thing in front of you to sound smart. No, I'm reading it because it's right <laughs> there and yeah, that, that is fun. And I love <laughs> no, because I love Jeff Goldblum. Because I love Jurassic Park, The Fly. I just, I love Jeff Goldblum. So I want to know what the world. Day. I, what? Independence Day. He was in that? You know he was in that. I do not. Yeah, he gave the ship a cold. Remember him and Will Smith went oh, out there with yeah. the cigars? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Oh, Jesus. All right, completely switching gears. Yeah, where is, are we going? Is Black Friday uh, a thing in Canada yet? N not for me, personally, but like, I knew... Because like, first of all, we don't have that Thanksgiving. We have Thanksgiving on Columbus Day. Yes. Uh, which is the second Monday in October, typically. Generally, yeah. That's um, so it's right around the 14th. Um, but Black Friday, of course, is the Friday after the Thanksgiving, which is the third Thursday, I believe. Of November. Of November. Yeah, it's like, like a month it's, before It's been Christmas. years since I've lived in the U.S. now at this point, which is interesting. It's It's been many years. I don't even it's... remember. But I think it's the third Thursday, and it's the Friday after. Um, when I first moved back to Canada, I had noticed that Black Friday was like becoming an event here. Like it, electronic it, stores. Has it caught on? I think it has a little bit. Like it's not as like, I don't hear the stories like I hear from. Like, no. Like somebody shot someone in the head for a flat screen TV. That well, is crazy. What percentage of pandemonium is it compared to the States? So oh. If the States is 100%. 25, 25. 25% yeah, pandemonium lines, in Canada. Like, I've seen more lines. Which is kind of like what Halloween is in England. Totally, exactly. It's about a quarter of the hype that it is here. I think there's just as much hype here for Cyber Monday as there is for Black Friday. Agreed, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I see how what you do on Cyber Monday. I'm just like, see ya, bye. Well, you know, just looking and checking the flash sales. It's, it's what you gotta do. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Oh, just reading the papers no not at all uh we're we weren't asked about this but this is something i put in there Ooh. and that's yeah. uh what are your reactions to the scoob trailer oh my gosh it looks like so much fun like so, 
So my God. conceptually, I'm usually not a fan of you know how when Harry met Sally or when Harry <laughs> met Lloyd, yes. these prequel like movies that go back and explore the origins between two well-known characters. We saw it in the first Star Trek movie that came out from J.J. Abrams. Uh, I don't know, a long time ago now, I think it was 2006, where Kirk meets Spock for the first time, and mm. then you see how Starfleet in their run on the Enterprise kind of gets going. So this is when Shaggy meets Scooby. And I'll tell you right now, when Shaggy holds out oh the God. collar for Scooby-Doo, there's like there's just a little look between them, and it, and it, and it choked me up the first oh, yeah. time I saw it. Oh, yeah. I wanted to cry also. And then they brought some humor in there, and, and that was funny. And it looks like it crisscrosses back and forth between a modern day mystery with the uh, with Mystery Inc. Oh yes, and uh, and Shaggy and, and Scooby first together. following, yeah, and how they all got together. And you get to see a lot of Warner Brother properties on display oh, my in the God. Halloween scene with everybody wearing basically different superhero outfits, which well, is, you know, they look like they <clears throat> they're gonna do it, so they did it right. It look it looks it appears that the way. animation looks really it looks nice, solid, beautiful. Um, Right up there with like you know Hotel Transylvania uh, and, and more really fun, pleasing, cartoony style of, of uh, animation, which which is really nice. I think, well, because it's a classic way to to kind of celebrate that sort of thing. Big topic we're gonna end the show with. Got it. And we may have to make several more edits so that you have an informed opinion. <laughs> and that's the Christmas box office brawl. Okay, so. This is Off the Cuff presents the Christmas box office brawl. And this is kind of like predicting which film is going to come on top of the box office this holiday season. Now, let me qualify this, okay? It's got to be a film released December 13th or later up to Christmas. So Frozen 2, depending on when you're listening, this is already out. So that doesn't count. Yes. Okay, because it's a November release. It's we a Thanksgiving know everyone release. is going to go crazy for us. Frozen two. So here, here are the films I've identified that are kind of in competition. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jumanji Next Level. The first one did really well with The Rock, and again we can watch the trailer. Star Wars Episode Nine. The Rise of Luke Skywalker. Is it? No, it's Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Just, just not the Rise. Just Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, you might not even have to read me the rest of the movies because I think Star Wars is going to come all over everything. Okay, well, oh hang on. God. There's there's Cats. Like the, the Broadway play being adapted As into a, a film. film. yeah. And Ooh. then there's Spies in Disguise, which is an animated film with I know, Will Smith. That I saw that. And then uh, Shaun the Sheep, Farmageddon. So cute. I love that. It's the same people that do like Wallace and Gromit. I believe it's Ardman, yeah. Ad- adorable. Like I love that kind of Okay, so we're gonna t- we're gonna take a pause just to watch some of these trailers. Oh okay. okay. Pause me. We're gonna pause. Alright, we just watched some trailers. We watched Shaun the Sheep Farmageddon. We watched uh Cats. And we watched Jumanji Next Level. And you said you've already seen Rise of Skywalker. Several times. We saw like an opening day that the trailer came out because you were so excited. Yeah, and Spies in the Sky, we both already seen that too. So yes. now that you've seen everything in the off-the-cuff box office brawl. Yes. I should say that, correction earlier, I thought Fantasy Island was going to be a series. It's a film. It's a, it's a film, film, yeah. I'm it's, less interested in it as a film now. Uh, me as well. I will. I will go with the, no, thank you. Just because I've seen so many things like it. I'm such an old school horror fan that something's really got to knock me out of my socks, like and wow me these days. The news is scarier than stuff I see on horror movies. So, 
But this box office brawl business, like after seeing all the trailers, if you want to know, so it's not what you like. No, it's, it's, it's not. what you think is going to win box office holiday receipts. Honestly, I, Star Wars. It's going to like I've not seen a bad Star Wars film ever. It's just not. It doesn't exist in my world, at least. I don't. Star Wars fans are you know so different. There's so many of them, and there's so. You know, there's so many different opinions on things, but I've literally never seen a bad Star Wars film. I really like all of them. I'm really getting to like the first one, two, and three, because Rob's... I didn't really get to know those ones very much. I just hadn't, and Rob started kind of watching them, and now I'm watching them at night, and they're great, and I like, don't mind if the kids watch them. They're just... They're great films. They're, I, th- I think oh Star goodness. Wars is going to win, too. Mainly because Absolutely. it's Star Wars, so you know there's going to be at least 350 to 500 million, maybe a billion at the guaranteed, box office. Guaranteed. It's the last chapter in the Skywalker story saga. Yes. Um, so a lot of questions are going to be answered, we're told. Which is uh, exciting. It's so exciting. Yeah, I think there's enough momentum on this one to be exci- excited and, and do well. I mean, Revenge of the Sith, the last chapter of the prequels did the best financially uh or or didn't do the best financially phantom menace did great uh, but the third one did better than attack of the clones so revenge of the good. sith did better and, and it was more critically received too it was excellent that was an excellent film i saw that in now now the big question though hmm. okay let's let's talk about them individually and then we'll weigh in on what you want to see okay okay so uh, Jumanji Next Level, what did you think? I haven't seen the first one. The first, Nor have I. And There's, it's not a reboot, it's a continuation. Yes, from the one uh, with Robin Williams. Yeah, so the, the this the- is the second time The Rock has been in a Jumanji film with Kevin Hart and Jack Black. Like the, I think the cast looks great. It looks funny. I was like, woo, when we were watching the trailer, like it looks fun. It looks like an adventure. And I was like, let's have the kids watch this. And then I saw those horrifying baboons. I'll, you know, on that point, the first thing I thought is I would rather watch the Jungle Cruise movie coming out. Oh, that looks fun. Not just only because we are such lovers of all things Disney. Yeah. But I mean, there's, there's overlap because it's an adventure movie. You're going in the wild. There's animals. Animals. There's stuff happening. Jungle Cruise, for whatever reason, is appealing a little bit more to me. And I love the concept of Jumanji as a gamer. Um, I really like the Robin Williams one. That I one like. I like. Yeah, absolutely. I never had any want to see the reboot, not because or the continuation, not because it just I just didn't interest me because I kind of age wise the kids weren't really interested in it. So you know that and one's I like I'm with you on that. Jungle Cruise all the way. Um. So Star Wars Episode Nine. What do you think about that? Oh, I'm so interested to see that. I know I won't see it. I know it'll be a, like a bro time thing. It'll be you and Harrison. Let's see it because this, you guys saw Solo together. It's just, it's like a, it's man time. It's dude time. It's bro down time. So it's Well, like, I mean, let's be honest. If Scarlett was a little bit older and theater friendly. Like not it might, it might be a family thing. Oh, totally. Star Wars is totally a family movie. But like right now she's a little young. So we'll do some girl time. But I, I do want to see it. Absolutely. I'll probably see it once it's released. Like. I definitely probably won't see it in a theater, but I'm I'm so interested to see it because again, like you say, so many questions will be hopefully answered, and I'm get there'll probably be a lot of ugly crying on my part. I would imagine. Spies in disguise. What do you think of that? Mm, I'm not like over excited to see that. 
Will Smith seems to have a lot of misses lately. Uh, Gemini Man really never intrigued me. Not for me. They always say careful when actors start playing more than one role. That happened to Eddie Murphy when his career started going down. Jim Carrey, the same thing. You know, it usually takes something big to have actors come out of that. Now we're seeing Will Smith do that. This, he's like a secret agent that gets turned into a pigeon or something. I'm just not interested. To me, it's a little bit much to follow. Like, it's just... I don't want to see one get turned into a bird. It's just, I'm good. It's just, yeah, it's a little far-fetched for me. And if I'm not, I don't love Will Smith to the extent where he'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, he's in a movie where he gets turned into a pigeon. I want to go see that. No, I think he's a great actor, but I don't want to see him play a bird. Sean the Sheep, Farmageddon. I will totally be seeing this. And if, like you say, Scarlet is movie theater friendly. She's not such a mover and a shaker. She just loves to run. I think we should go see this one as a fam jam in the theater. It looks so cute and so funny with that little alien character. Ardman just does great things. You know, Wallace and Gromit, uh, even Arthur Christmas, which is more of a CG uh, affair from them. Uh, But Pirates Band of Misfits is is fantastic as well. Oh, amazing. The Missing Link, um, I think, is them as well. Or it's either them or Leica, but Ardman is great. Um, All around. Just fantastic. And not a lot of people remember Pirates, Band of Misfits, but it's so, so funny. We own it, and Har- again, like, Harrison loves it. Like, it's something that, like, our kids like. Like, it's it's universal. It's so good. It's so, so good. So being in a band called Kitty, what did you think of Cats? Mm-hmm. It gives me hope for a Thundercats movie. I would totally go see a Thundercats <laughs> movie, but Cats? Like, I know it's got... You were so, like, repulsed. When, they, I was when the first my... cat showed up on screen, you're like, oh. Okay. I, I, uh, and then you eased into a bit when you saw that there was a scale difference. Yeah. That they the... weren't like humanoids, but like <laughs> when they were jumping on the bed and stuff, you're like, okay, so this is just like a human cat thing. I was like, why was this made? Like, I've seen the, I've seen it in the theater. I've seen the theater. I've seen the, I've seen the play. Like theatrical. Like yes, the... the musical. Like out at the theater in Toronto when it came, right. It was excellent. It was it kicked butt. It was so good. How, how is this different? It's horrifying. Like these CG people, they've got Jennifer Hudson cat. They've got Judy Dame. Sorry, I'm Dame Judy Dench cat. They've got Ian e. McKellen, Rebel e. Wilson. McKell- oh my god, they got Rebel Wilson cat. She at least looks hilarious. Like she's like get her hand caught in a mouse trap, like in the in the trailer. Like so, her character looks funny at least. But holy smokers. That is not for me. That is the things nightmares are made of. Morgan and Mercedes, I bet I'm shouting out to you, homegirl. The Lander sisters. The Lander sisters, who I was in Kitty. I had the uh, pleasure of being in Kitty with for so many years ago when we was fab back then. And uh, I think you guys were going to love the heck out of it. Oh, my gosh. So what, what's the first one that we're going to see then as a family? Because... You're saying that Harrison and I get to go see Star Wars Episode Nine. You're giving us the go-ahead. That green light from Mom. Mom yeah. gives green light, boy time, man time. Dude. We got to sort out tickets and, and times for that now, which is okay. Um, what's the first one we're going to watch? I think as a family, probably Sean the, the Sheep, the Farmageddon. Farmageddon, Farmageddon baby. Does, does this Jumanji make you want to go back out and check the first one out? Not particularly. I think it looks. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to watch it just because I I don't know I like the curious. rocks. The rocks good. Oh, I love the rock. I think he's funny. I just uh, I'm, not, I'm not. There are things that I want to check out before it. Like I, I wouldn't say no if you had it on. I'd be like, oh, I'll watch this. I'll probably talk through half of it, but I'll watch. You it never. You. No, I wouldn't do that. I'm just gonna sit here and eat chicken wings quietly. Is there anything else you want to promote or plug before we wrap this up? 
Hmm. Rob McCallum Films. What about it? It's fantastic. You should check out all the films. Everything. You've got so many platforms and your films are on now. It's crazy. Like, from, like, when... You started releasing your films, like, and I mean, there were physical copies and like, DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff. There's still some physical copies, though. My e-store is—I don't know if it's it's if it's offline yet. We're we're trying to retool that and figure that you out. You should a put that better. because people want physical copies of your films. Oh, like, I know, you, I know. It's we you've the, just got like, the e-merchant that we were it's using. Crazy. The e-merchant we were using decided not to do business anymore, so I have to reconfigure well, the e-store. That was a silly idea. Yeah, it's a bit of a pain, but normally most of the stuff that I do is available on DVD or Blu-ray. Well, I mean, there's things on iTunes and Netflix and like just so many platforms where. You, I was Amazon like sometimes I'm like scrolling through Amazon Prime while I'm folding laundry. I'm like, oh, there's Missing Mom. I know that. I know that guy. I know that guy who made that film. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, it's so crazy to see how many platforms your films are on. That's why I would plug your films because like people should really check them out. Not, I mean, not just if you like anything pop culture, your films appeal to that audience. Missing Mom. Do you do you like a mystery story? Do you like an adventure? Everybody likes that. Come okay, on. Okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot, okay? Mm-hmm. So there's two projects I'm working on. One I haven't announced or announced the any secret, details. Secret project, yes. It's very top secret. And of course, Absolutely. the other one is Action Figure Adventure. Yes, which you've announced. Wh- and which you've... is a spiritual successor to Nintendo Quest in, in so many ways where our friend Jay Bartlett <clears throat> goes out and... Uh, to collect action figure memorabilia to put into an auction where all the proceeds go to benefit charity and of course we discuss the evolution of, of action figures and and stuff like play features and play sets and, and collectability and stuff along the way it's fun it is a fun adventure so of the two projects what do you like about them each and remember the top secret one you can't give well, away any details yeah, absolutely i have to be very vague okay well the top secret one is the one that is most near and dear to my heart because it's something that that really strikes a chord with me so that one there's so many things about it that i like i mean the things and you've seen some rough cuts of some works in progress and i've been crying like i've been crying i've been in tears because this was something that i grew up with and it's just something very close to my heart and always i have positive memories of this something and something obviously in the pop culture realm and it's something that's near and dear to my heart. Something that's near and dear to my to my soul. It was something that was calming for me. It was a, I was an anxious kid, so it wasn't ever a source of anxiety. It was a source of okay. So I think I think you're stuff. you're getting close to, to giving away too much here. I gotta step in. I gotta step in. Now, what do you like about Action Figure Adventure? Well, everyone loves an adventure, and I mean charity. I love that. I mean, it's a children's charity. It's, it's directed towards kids, so that is. Obviously, very near and dear to my heart, and I mean, it's fun to watch the hunt for these toys and to see, you know, what you can get. And sometimes it's to see how much they're worth. Like that blows some of the cuts that I've seen, and some of the things I've seen happen. It's it blows my head off. Some of these things, what they they'll list for, and like, or or you'll be you know we'll be looking them up on the internet and see, you know, what people are selling them for. It'll be auctions. It's it's crazy, and it is near and dear to my heart, too, because like I say, when I was a little girl, I was more of a tomboy, so I had a lot of action figures and stuff like this, so a lot of them that come into the house, I'm like, oh, I had that early, you know, I wanted that, but my mom was like, no, you're not going to get that, my dad no. like, you can't, Tanya, come no. on, like, get, no, no, get real, you don't need that. Like I, I like action figure adventure for the same reasons that Nintendo Quest appealed to a lot of people, and that's the game elements that are there. 
Oh yeah, so, getting something. So there's the ticking clock, which was of course present in Nintendo Quest as well. There's always a ticking um, clock. You know, you've only got so much time in action figure adventures case. I don't think we've announced it yet, but there there's a six month window in which Jay starts. Might be closer to five, but it's about six months uh, where he's going from beginning to end to try to assemble everything for this auction. Now, of course, he's got a, a budget that he's you know fronting the cash for, and whatever it. it auctions for, the difference goes to Children's Health. Uh, Nintendo Quest, his budget was somewhat hidden. I mean, if you look at what happens, you can see what he paid for stuff. And we hit it, of course, in Nintendo Quest because it's not about what you buy. But how much is, is made for children's health is kind of a success factor here. So That's it, ne a, yeah, it needs to be in the forefront. And the choices that he makes, you know, the stuff that he passes up or doesn't buy, is that going to come back and haunt him? Is his general strategy for this auction the best way to go? And yeah. I'll tell you this right now, he starts off with one strategy... And he ends up switching it. Yeah, his you why. Know, you gotta find out his why. You know, what what's he thinking? What what is happening? And, and where it goes. So he starts with one and, and switches to another. And I, what I like about that concept, and same with Nintendo Quest, is it puts the viewer in the situation. What would I do? Yeah. What you know, would, how, yeah. how would I tackle this adventure? Exactly. You know, and we're really lucky um, that there are so many toy stores within a, like an easily drivable distance. Oh, you know, we, we took some long road trips for this one, not like Nintendo Quest. Thankfully, there's a lot of toy stores in the area, but still. And they're all amazing. Everybody's been so friendly with you guys. Yeah. Everybody's been so, like, they've just been yeah, welcoming. I mean, Everybody's Heroes, generous. of course, is Heroes great. has been amazing. Brom Always. and Chris down there and Glenn, those guys are great. Uh, they're key sponsors, of course. And then, you know, Dark Matter, Toy Society, Bounty Hunter, Cool Stuff Toys, Treehouse Collectibles in Toronto, Big Fun in Columbus. There's... There's a lot of great places that we've been able to travel to. Yeah, Toy Safari as well, out on the West Coast when we're out there, and uh, Rip and Run Collectibles in New Jersey. So, yeah, well, that's interesting to hear that those are the elements that you like of both the Top Secret Project, which you were dangerously close to giving away. And people might even be able to start kind of putting pieces together with what you said. I don't know. I think you may have said too much. What are you giving me that I can, for? I can say I have spoken. I have spoken, yes. Ah! From The Mandalorian. So good. The Ugnot. And the people calling baby whatever Yoda, Yoda species is. I'm like, oh my god, it's not Yoda. Like, yeah, but I'm, what are we going to call it? Baby some, tiny whatever it is. Some sites, some sites is, say that Yoda species hasn't been revealed. Others kind of say it has. I don't is know. there a name for it? I don't Ask Jay Bartlett. Okay, he, yeah. he holds the knowledge. I, I Holy don't, shit, text him right now. No, I don't care enough. Wake him up. I don't care enough to look at it. I want the series to present whatever it wants to present. Okay, bring it on, species of Yoda. Um, this will do, do it for another episode of Off the Cuff, the uh, episode where we tried not to wake our daughter, but she woke twice as <laughs> we're in the basement recording and she's upstairs in the master bedroom. We're loud people. Crashed out. We're, we're, we have volume. Um, we do. What did we say that this episode was called? I know it was AKA I'm Sorry I Love You. I'm Sorry I Love You. But what was the other it version? It was like the Don't Wake the Kids. Don't Wake the Kids podcast. Okay. The Maybe, while maybe you every week I'll have a different title for, for this. You know, we had the breakfast edition last time with J Rock, mm, Justin yeah. Show and Rock. Now this is the Don't Wake the Kids version. So, yeah. All right. Well, send us your uh, questions for the next episode whenever that kind of ish happens probably not weekly more like monthly ish maybe occasionally uh at rob mczob both on instagram and on twitter or at pop culture cosmo on twitter or pop culture cosmos on facebook okay cheers <laughs>